You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. Well, hey, 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 everyone. We are back at it doing a live devotion. Big shout out to my uh, wife, Laura, who did a devotion yesterday, a wonderful devotion about gratitude and looking at uh, the psalm. I think it was Psalm 118. And uh, today... Um, I want to talk to you a little bit more about some Old Testament. So make sure, uh, you guys, as we're starting this ministry and just getting in God's Word with you uh, live and daily throughout the week, to hit the subscribe button, to hit the bell so you get the notifications, uh, even to uh, share these things on social media so we can get God's Word out to different people. And I'm happy that you're here studying God's Word with me today. And so recently I had a few conversations this past week about just the Old Testament and its relevance, its importance, right? It seems like some Christians um, have a hard time with the Old Testament. They like to stay in the New Testament. And there are some more even modern pastors that don't even teach the Old Testament. And I just want to tell you, I think this is a huge mistake. I think this is uh, very important for us to study all of Scripture. And the writer of the New Testament, the writers of the New Testament actually agree. We see Jesus oftentimes quote the Old Testament. Uh, we see the apostles throughout Acts and their epistles quote and teach the Old Testament. We even see this beautiful harmony of Hebrews in the New Testament sort of intertwine the Old Testament and the New Testament uh, with the gospel in mind. Uh, 2 Timothy 3.16 says that all scripture, both the old scriptures are the Old Testament and the New Testament, are inspired by the Holy Spirit. So we want everything from the Holy Spirit, uh, who He has for us and to teach us from Scripture. One of my favorite verses to talk about this is Romans chapter 15, verse 4. It says, For whatever was written in the former days, speaking of the Old Testament Scripture, was written for our instruction that through endurance and through encouragement of Scripture, we might have hope. Having the Old Testament is important for our faith. And so what I want to do in these devotionals is study some Old Testament Scripture too, uh, because it produces encouragement. It produces hope. It produces faith in us, and that's what we really need. And we get that through all of God's Word, and we see a beautiful illustration in God's Word as we look to the Old Testament and see the sovereign hand of God who controls all things, who writes history, and is, is, um, His plan doesn't thwart. Uh, he writes these things, and it's incredible to see. We get to see God work uh, in people's lives and, and see doctrines play out in a narrative way. Now, this is important because we learn... Not only facts, but through, uh, through doctrines, but narratives. Um, for give you an example, it's like a dad saying to his son, "Hey, work hard, work hard, work hard." This is an important principle for children to learn: to work hard, to have discipline. But they're going to learn this teaching from their father not just by words they speak, but how he works hard. What's the example that he's setting? And I want to encourage you and let you know the Old Testament, we see so many doctrines come alive and give us examples. Examples like the doctrine that God is faithful. There are many verses that are in the New Testament that say that. Boom, God is faithful. It's done. But yet when we study the Old Testament, we see God's faithfulness to the Israelites. And that played out in that narrative, in that story. Or we have doctrines like God is um, all-powerful, Right? He performs many miracles through people's lives, both in the Old and New Testament, as we look at these stories. Or God is in control, some Christians may say. 
Well, we see that he's in control because he's writing history and giving prophecy and, and getting his plan worked out through humanity in the Old Testament. Uh, so I find that many people, they shy away from the Old Testament, not because they disagree with the doctrine, but because it simply takes some extra work. That's right, some study. The chapters are longer. Right In a doctrine, in a little verse, you get one verse and you get all this goodness. But sometimes it takes a few chapters to get the principle. It takes some work at times to study the context and what's going on. But scripture says it is worth our time and I want to encourage us. I personally, as a pastor, want to be like Paul in Acts 20, 27, who said, For I did not shrink back from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. I want to teach all of the Bible. That's why usually at Redemption Church, we teach all of Scripture. We usually go through a book of the Bible in the New Testament and then a book of the Bible through the Old Testament. In these devotionals, Laura shared with you some Old Testament yesterday. I'm going to give you some Old Testament today because we can go to all of Scripture. And we love studying God's Word. And so let's do that today. I want to go to Numbers 21, verse 4 through 9, and show you how God in His sovereignty gives us pre pre-planned illustrations through the Old Testament. And yes, because we're in the Old Testament, because I did a little setup and we're going to read a passage, it's probably going to be a little bit longer than eight minutes. And that's okay. We can take the time and it will be worth it to look at. And so Numbers chapter 21, verse 4 through 9. I want to read this whole story so you get the context, show you a little uh, something from the Old Testament that can encourage your faith today. It says, From Mount Hor, there... Uh, they set out by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. This is talking about the Israelites uh, when Moses was in charge and they were going from the mountain to go over to the Red Sea and the people became impatient on their way. Uh, that's probably never happened to you, having impatience. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. And we see this is a great sin. They say, why have you brought us out, out up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? where there is no food and no water, and we loathe this worthless food. God had provided. He would provide ravens, and he would provide manna. But now they're loathing it because they just keep on getting it over and over and over again. Then the Lord set fiery snakes, or serpents, among the people, and they bit the people. So they complained, and they got some punishment, so that many people of Israel died. Now verse 7 says, The people came to Moses and said, We have sinned. For we have spoken against the Lord. They recognize it was a sin to speak against the Lord and Moses uh, and say these foolish things. But they had sinned and there was a price for sin and the serpents came and they were dying. And so the people came to Moses in verse 7 and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. Thank God we have people in our lives that could pray for us, right? And the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten, when he sees it, shall live. Okay? Seems like a, a weird request, but we see Moses, he does what the Lord commands. So Moses, in verse 9, made a bronze serpent and set it on a pole, and if a serpent bit anyone, from then on out, he would look at the bronze serpent and he would live. Alright, so that's an Old Testament passage from the Bible. Uh, it's a simple story, uh, even though you may be thinking, how in the world does this apply to me? We're talking about Israel, serpents, and people dying. Uh, is this really relevant? Absolutely. 
but it's going to take us some study, some time to think about it and contemplate on it. Because we have to look, whenever we look at the Old Testament, to look to Jesus in light of the gospel. John 5.39 tells us that all scripture points to Jesus. That we can see Jesus, the gospel, the beauty of God, and who he is through every story. And so we have to slow down and put the story in context with the entire Bible and put it into practical use. God actually wrote this story for you and I today so that we would have encouragement and hope, so that we can see the eternal principles that he wants us to see through this text. And how do I know this? Because Jesus actually mentions this story in John chapter 3. You see, you may have never heard that story in Numbers chapter 21, but you probably have heard John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever would believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal Life. What a beautiful verse that God gives his son to die for our sins, that we can trust in him in that perfect sacrifice that Jesus not only died but rose again and have new life. He died. He came according to scripture, rose according to scripture, and now he gives us eternal life. And the Bible says when we trust in Jesus, when we believe and repent, right? We repent and believe, we'll have this everlasting life. Uh, we could receive this gift of salvation from God. John 3.16 is a beautiful verse that many people go to for a beautiful doctrine. However, we see in verses 14 and 15 of John chapter 3, this story brought to our attention so we can get a further illustration, a pre-planned illustration from God the Father who wanted us to go deeper into what the gospel means for our lives. In verses 14 and 15 of John, it says, Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus, and he says, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. You may be thinking, what in the world is Jesus talking about? What story is he referring to? He's referring to Numbers chapter 21, verses 4 through 9, the story we just read. Jesus refers to this story in Numbers to illustrate a point about him and the gospel. And that God is so sovereign, he's so amazing, and he wanted us to see this, that he can plan an illustration hundreds of years before it even happens. God does this. In God's word, the Old Testament, there are many prophecies that come to life because God is the author of humanity. He knows the end and the beginning, and he does these things to bring glory to himself. And so what we see in this story from Numbers, let me give you a little recap, right? The people sin, and so the serpents come, and they bring death. They complain against Moses, there's sin, they recognize it's sin, but then there's a consequence for sin, there's death. Moses pleads to God to save the people. They need salvation. So he, God tells Moses to do something a little bizarre, a little weird. He says, hey, lift up a bronze serpent on a stick. Okay? In Moses' meekness and his humility, he obeys God and he does this. And he, to, God tells the people, if you look at the stick, you'll be saved. At this bronze serpent, all you got to do is believe this weird thing and just be saved. People do. And it says they live. Okay. Now, this would be such a weird thing to actually do. It's a simple story, but it's a weird thing to do because it shows us the weirdness sometimes of our faith. It shows us that uh, these people, all they had to do was look at the serpent on a stick and be healed. But that is all the people had to do by faith. They didn't have to understand how it worked, what it worked. They just had to do it. And when they did it, they were blessed. And so now, many years later, I'm talking about many years later, Jesus is on the scene, he's talking to Nicodemus, and he says, just as Moses lifted up the bronze serpent, 
So he must be lifted high, and when people look to him, they are saved. You see, this Old Testament story is a spiritual illustration. The stick represents the cross of Christ, as Christ was lifted up on the cross. The snake represents the sin, the original sin from the garden, how there's consequences for our sin. And we're all born in sin, in a sense, stung by the sting of death and sin. And, and born through Adam, we have consequences for this sin, that we die. For the wages of sin is death, the Bible says. And bronze, well, it represents judgment. Now, Robin, Pastor Robin did a great uh, illustration study through this as he was going this summer through the life and work of Jesus. And I'm sure that I'll have him share a few live devotionals as well with you, along with Laura, I hope, again. And so you want to make sure you want to subscribe to his content and just continue to check in and hear these devotionals. But I was listening to his message and he said this about this whole illustration and this spiritual illustration. He said, the snake in the wilderness was the judgment of sin on a wooden stick. And when you look at it, when you really recognize it, you will be healed. Wow. What are we healed of? Well, the snake bite. They would heal, would be healed of the snake bite, the venom that got in their body and was killing them. And this represents the sin, how sin is in our body and it kills us. It brings death. The Bible says we've all sinned and the price of that sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so God gave Jesus to die for our sin. Now, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, for our sake, God, he's made Jesus to be sin who knew no sin, that we in him might become the righteousness of God. Jesus became sin for us and paid the price on the cross. You may say, how? Honestly, I don't know. It's an actual miracle. It sometimes doesn't make sense to us that he is the perfect sacrifice and atonement for us. And on the cross, Jesus placed all the sin of humanity on Jesus, your sin, your past, your present, and your future. So that we can have Jesus' perfection, his righteousness. And some may say, well, how can we compare Jesus to a serpent? I thought a serpent was Satan, right? Um, <laughs> aren't they bad? And I would just say, yes, they are. They are bad. That is the point. That's why the bronze serpent was lifted up. Because serpents are always are often represented in the Bible as pictures of evil in the Bible. Evil. However, bronze is a metal associated with judgment because in the Bible, uh, bronze was made by passing through fire. And so a bronze serpent, when you put those two together, it does speak of evil. But evil having been judged, evil having been judged, a bronze serpent is a picture of evil judged and dealt with. And don't you see that on the cross through Jesus? That he dealt with sin and he was judged for you and I for our sin and lifted on high. So now whoever believes in him for that sacrifice would be healed and have life. You see, on the cross, Jesus dealt with our sin once and for all. He was judged for you and for me for our sin and lifted up. He became sin on the cross. And so he was that bronze serpent, that judge, because that sin was placed on him because he dealt with our sin. Peter tells us this in 1 Peter 2.24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live in righteousness. Now by his wounds, we are healed. By his wounds, we are healed. And so now, just as those people in the Old Testament, the Israelites, were bit by the serpent and had the venom in their bodies only to look to this bronze serpent by faith and were healed, whoever now, 
For God to love the world, whomever believes in him, whoever, you and I and me and all of our humanity, anyone we know, looks to Jesus by faith and receives the way that God has got brought salvation from their sin will be healed, will be free from our sin, and will receive God's righteousness. Our part, though, is to look to Jesus, God's plan for our salvation. Isaiah 44, 22, God says, look to me and be saved. All you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. You might be willing to do thousands of things for salvation, but God only commands one thing, to trust him, to look to Jesus, to receive that gift of grace, to receive our healing as we look to the bronze serpent lifted high, as we look to Jesus who was lifted high on the cross and put our faith in him, we have eternal life, the Bible says. And we get this amazing picture, this illustration, by studying and looking at this Old Testament passage. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the beautiful thing is, in Scripture, there are thousands of other stories and passages in the Old Testament that give us this beautiful, grand, amazing picture of who God is and these eternal truths that point us to Jesus. So I would encourage you, keep on studying all of Scripture. Keep on looking to Jesus in all of Scripture. And listen, if you feel like you have sin on you and weighed down and you know that there's judgment and damnation and wrath coming towards you, that if you were to die today, you would go to hell, not heaven, then you can repent, you can look to Jesus. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, that whoever believes in his heart, confesses with his mouth, they shall be saved. It's for whoever there was no requirements for the Israelites to just look to Jesus. And there is no requirement for you. The Bible says, whoever looks to him and calls upon his name, he will not cast away. And so you simply just say a simple prayer. Just say, Jesus, I look to you. I need your salvation. Fill me with your spirit. Forgive me of your sin. I repent and look to you, God. Save me. I turn to you today. I believe that you died and you rose again. When you say a prayer like that, in Jesus' name, the Bible says you will be healed. And so, man, we have an incredible gospel that we can share with others and we can receive today as we look to Scripture, as we see God in His goodness plan these amazing, beautiful illustrations to encourage our heart, heart and to give us love and hope. I pray that this was helpful to you. Uh, if it was, share it with your family, with your friends, on your social media platform, or even on YouTube. And man, if you did say that prayer, I would love to personally reach out with you, pray with you, talk to you, and help you grow in your faith. You can reach out to me at info at redemptiondb.com or even write a comment below in this YouTube video. Let us know how we could pray for you, encourage you in your faith. And even though this was a little bit of a longer study today than the normal 10-minute devotional, right? I pray that it blessed you. And as we study the old, scripture, uh, the old Testament, the old scriptures of the old and new, man, as we do this together, God's going to keep on building our faith. So I would encourage you to keep on uh, checking back in to our YouTube channel. We're not only posting uh, Sunday morning messages, but these live devos. My beautiful wife, Laura, will be sharing sometimes. Uh, Pastor Robin will be sharing sometimes. And I'll be bringing the word just two to three times a week for about 10 minutes or so. We just want God's word to get out, all of the New Testament and all of the Old Testament, to be faithful to teaching you God's word, especially in these times, these last days when people are neglecting scripture. We want to go to scripture and be encouraged and be filled 
uh, with hope. And so hopefully through this, you can really see how amazing God is as he is sovereign, as he is good, and he is able to give us these incredible pre-planned illustrations. So God bless you guys. Hit the bell to subscribe and uh, we'll see you again. I'm thinking about sharing again on Friday of this week. So uh, we'll talk to you soon.